Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Ellis head up, finds Debo, there's the tip for Brazil! Hammer time! What was I saying about wrecking the rim? Hogs are going to dribble it out. Old Dominion's not going to foul. It's been an entertaining ball game. It has been an entertaining game at Bud Walton Arena tonight. Jeff Jones and his Old Dominion team came to play. They gave Arkansas pretty good rumble tonight. 86 to 77. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Seven the Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin. Normally we're broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios, but today we are live here at Twin Peaks in Little Rock as we normally do once a month, but it's always great to be out here at Twin Peaks no matter what, but being out here as we get closer to the holidays of Thanksgiving starting up next week, but also being in the position to where all the sporting events, football, basketball, everything happening, and this is the best spot to watch all those games and to hang out here on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, come here and get your weekend started, and happy hour starts at 2. It's from 2 to 7, and uh, there's a later happy hour if you want to come later from 10 to close, and also they have bourbon and brews going on from 5 to 7, so you'll have some crossover with happy hour and bourbon and brews. And uh, just get everything started here at Twin Peaks. And also, anybody who's going to the World Cheese Dip Championship and Foam Fest Craft Beer Festival, Twin Peaks is going to be represented there. So come to Twin Peaks at any time. You know, come today. Come say hi to us. We're going to do some giveaways. Come throughout the weekend. Watch all the sporting events. But if you happen to be going to the World Cheese Dip Championship Foam, Foam Fest Craft Beer Festival, Twin Peaks is going to be represented there, and that's today from 6 to 9 at Dickey Stevens Park. Yeah, so a lot of things happening uh, in the city of Little Rock, but also just here at Twin Peaks, and Twin Peaks being involved with so many things is always a great time. So, yeah, get on out to see us until 4 o'clock this afternoon. We will be here, and we'll have plenty of things to discuss today because not only are uh, we going to hear from Steve Sullivan of KATV at around 2.05, but we'll also have Kyle Sutherland, who, of course, is a high school football guru with, we know, playoffs being here for the high school ranks, and he's going to be calling a game tonight, and there's a lot of big games. We'll talk to him, and at 1.30, roughly, we'll get to our picks for the weekend. May even have a Nathan Monin sh- uh, showing or sighting. You say 1.30 or 2.30? Uh, 1.30. 1.30, okay. For uh, Kyle Sutherland, yeah, so... And then we'll have our picks at around 2.30. Nathan Monin may even show up, from what I understand. So that'll be great. We're close to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I was texting him because I was like, hey, you going you to come hang out? He's like, oh, I got it showing at uh, 1.15, but I'm going to have to go to the studio. And I was like, all right, well, uh, we're not at the studio. We're actually at Twin Peaks. So he's like, okay, say less. He will be here. So, yeah, it's amazing what happens when you're at Twin Peaks. Everybody wants to come out. Even got uh, old James Ballantyne, our sales person here, hanging out with Sabrina, uh, our other salesperson who, of course, is the AE here for Twin Peaks. So it's going to be a great time throughout the entire afternoon, and we're going to tell you about all the great specials that they have going on and all of the great things that they have going on, too. And I know, uh, you know, going through uh, some of the big news in college football, would you get to the Michigan story and the update on that? But uh, also, a uh, little from last night, too, with the NFL game on Thursday Night Football, the Ravens took care of business against their division rival of the Bengals, 34-20, to but uh, what was pretty fascinating about it 
is that uh, it was it was a quarterback injury thing that was uh, really the storyline, mainly Joe Burrow, because uh, it was seen and being talked about that Joe Burrow had a, a cast on, and well, nothing was reported as far as an injury goes or anything, but. It uh, looked like there's some uh, photos that were being uh, leaked out, if you want to call it that, of him having something on his wrist. But then he gets into the game, and it, it whatever it was, I, and I know it's still up in the air and speculation and everything, but whatever it was was quite painful, so painful enough that the video of him warming up on the sidelines, he couldn't even throw the ball without completely and totally grimacing in pain. So uh, if you're a Bengals fan, that's something you hate to see, but also just a weird thing because you don't really know what's going on right now. Yeah, I have no idea where it came from. Did he get hurt in the previous game on Sunday, or was it something that happened in practice throughout the week or something that's been bothering him for a while? But for it to come out of the blue like that, then the NFL is going to look into the Bengals because he wasn't on the injury report and specifically for that wrist injury. So if he's not on the injury report and they investigate it, is it something that they get fined for? Is it suspensions? Like what could be the possible outcome for that? It would absolutely be fines. I don't think anybody would be suspended over it. Now, maybe the head coach could be suspended there. That's a possibility, but uh, yeah, most likely it'd be a fine, and um, and you know they'll call it good there. Yeah, well, they got the, they didn't take care of business and didn't get the win, but the Ravens did. As uh, another uh, key injury, unfortunately for the Ravens, is Mark Andrews, which is a huge big time player there for the Baltimore Ravens. Looks like he's going to be out for the season, and uh, he's a great tight end for there after he hurt his ankle and. Uh, it's something that uh, Lamar Jackson's definitely had a, a huge target for. So uh, two significant injury news out of that, but definitely a huge blow for the Ravens, who are playing really well sitting at 8-3. and three. Lamar Jackson dealing with an ankle injury also. You can see him kind of hobbling a little bit on the sideline. He was able to stay in the game. But, yeah, Mark Andrews has been his key target for probably the, the length of time that Lamar Jackson has been in the league. And the Ravens, they specifically target their tight ends more than many other teams throughout the NFL. So it is definitely a blow for them. They do have a tight end, Isaiah Likely, who can step into that role, maybe not be the same type of receiving tight end, receiving threat as Mark Andrews. But if you saw how he played in college, he fits the mold of what the Ravens like. And uh, the problem is now instead of having two of those guys, you're down one. So maybe, you know, one of the other backups will be able to step in and give him some help there, too. It was a kind of a funny moment last night that I hadn't seen, at least uh, not here recently, where the game got delayed because there was a drone flying around. And it was up in the stadium. And even uh, John Harbaugh said afterwards, he said, quote, uh, we saw them up there, drones. That's a first. I thought I'd seen it all with the Super Bowl. The lights going out at the Super Bowl, but now we got drones flying around. So uh, I don't know if they ever found out what the, like, the story was with that or maybe it was just somebody trying to, be on the outside, get some good filming or whatnot, but uh, they had to delay the game and figure out where that came from, and I don't know. Again, I mean, it may have happened before, but I've never seen it happen in an NFL game where there's been a drone flying It around. happened in Seattle last year. Was it a drone that was flying around? Yeah. Really? See, I didn't know that it happened there, too. I guess I thought it was just that was a first-time thing for it, but yeah, kind of kind of funny how uh, something simple like that can end up uh, delaying the game. But and it, and it may have been a preseason game for the Seahawks because... I think Drew Locke happened to be on the field at the time, but oh, yeah. it did happen in Seattle. Okay, well, that, that would make sense. So, yeah, people, if you got drones, don't fly them around at games and whatnot because it's usually going to result in the delay and uh, could end up causing some problems for you as well. But, yeah, that was, was an entertaining game last night, uh, no question, even though the injuries were a big storyline, if not one of the biggest storylines from it, too. And uh, also in some other news, talking about the, the Michigan side of things, uh, I'm sure uh, people who have been following on social media or maybe listened to The Zone probably heard a little bit about it, but we continue to have updates with the uh, investigation from the Big Ten and into Jim, Jim Harbaugh and to what's going on. But uh, Michigan, announced, uh, Michigan announced today that linebackers coach Chris Partridge has been relieved of his duties effective immediately. And, you know, people are like, okay, so where's the connection there? What's going on? What's happening? Well, this was actually a report from originally, I believe, is Ross Dellinger, where the NCAA presented Michigan with evidence that points to UM Booster, titled Uncle T, as having partially funded the scouting scheme and an assistant coach, which is now fired Chris Partridge, as attempting to destroy computer evidence. 
So now you got a situation where not only did you have a booster named Uncle T, which everyone's having a field day because they think it's Tom Brady, uh, and you know coming up with who, names of who it could be, but they uh, partially funded the scouting scheme, and also Chris Partridge was trying to destroy computer evidence into the investigation, which is never a good thing, no matter what it is. But uh, he's officially been fired, so I'm just another layer into this whole story of Michigan. Thought they were going to leave it alone. Thought it was done. No, we knew that uh, NCAA, they're still carrying on their investigation, but the Big Ten has stepped back, and Michigan taking some action of their own. They've already taken a bit of action, but uh, now they're, they're taking even more that they came to that agreement with the Big Ten. Yeah, because if you're Michigan and, and you're being presented with that evidence, uh, and it's from the NCAA, that's what they found, you want to try to, all right, nip that in the bud as quickly as possible, say, all right, well, this guy's gone. He's not going to be a part of it anymore. We're, we're done. We're moving on. And uh, the fact that any time that you're dealing with an investigation, if anything comes out, it's a big thing. But then it's like when he's attempting to destroy computer evidence, that's the thing I, I'm really interested in uh, hearing more about. Was it something the mayor, you know, was he taking a baseball bat to it? Was he trying to light it on fire? Was he just hitting control off delete? Like, what was the uh, what was the attempts to destroy computer evidence uh, in this whole investigation? I'd love to know his uh, whole system into it. You know, I, I think back to. Uh, you know, something like almost like a movie when you're trying to delete evidence and everything, just uh, taking taking any sort of thing you can, any sort of measures you can to destroy it. But I guess he got caught, and I guess he's in trouble for it. And now he's been fired for it too. Yeah, and uh, we'll continue to learn more about what's going on with Michigan and this whole ordeal. But they have a game to play. They have a game to play this week, and then they have an even bigger game to play next week. So they have to still handle their business on the field. Even with all this stuff going on in the background, they still have to go out and play football and try to win some games. Yeah, that's the thing that's in front of them where they're going to play at Maryland tomorrow morning our time at 11 a.m. Central Time, but will be noon Eastern Time on Fox. And I know that's going to have a lot of eyeballs on that game. Would have had it no matter what because it is Michigan and they're still a team that's trying to get into the college football playoff situation as well as the Big Ten title. But also with no Jim Harbaugh being there, uh, now with a, a fired coach, you know, the Connor Stallions thing, uh, people are going to be very interested on uh, what that game looks like and how it pans out. I still think Maryland uh, is not, I mean, they're a decent team, I guess, but they can score. Four, yeah. But I still think Michigan's going to win regardless of who's, who's the coach out there. I think uh, Bet Saracen had a 21 points for Michigan last time I checked uh, for them to take care of business and win. So, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun just to see. Uh, what happens in that deal and because it, if they win then it's going to be a great story for those kids and the resiliency and everything but if they end up losing then it's all going to be pointed back to well you know jim harbaugh wasn't there they couldn't overcome the distractions and and then they got ohio state which i hear is pretty good and i hear that's a pretty big rivalry game that's going to be coming up uh next weekend too so uh they're gonna have to get over it and they're gonna have to move forward i just feel kind of bad for the players in, in this situation it's like you know, you're just trying to you're trying to go go win a national championship. You know, I, I don't think they had anything to do with the Connor Stallings thing. I don't think they had anything to do with anything. And you know, they're having to deal with all these distractions. Their coach was suspended at the beginning of the year. Now he's suspended at the end of the year. I mean, it's like if you're them, you're just like, man, can we get a break? Can we get something in our way? And I know they've been winning, but still, it's just got to be frustrating for them because they're not even involved in the whole matter. But yet, they're the ones that's been having to deal with a lot of it too. Well, the players are taking it personal, and uh, they're going to try to do everything they can on the field to make everything in the background go away. Uh, let's see if they can do it against Maryland this weekend. But we're just getting started here uh, at the Twin Peaks, and we're going to be out here till. 4 o'clock this afternoon, so if you're in the area, come on out and see us. But even if you're not, coming out this weekend as it is the place to watch all the sporting events, which we know there's going to be plenty of them happening this weekend. We'll continue to talk about that. We're going to have Kyle Sutherland joining us next, talk a little high school football with him, and keep it moving on an easy Friday show here on Out of Bounds, live from Twin Peaks. Game day starts with the Mud Connection Hogwild pregame show with Trey Schapp and David Basil. Brought to you in part by Bud Light and the Holiday Inn Express and Suites off Weddington and Fayetteville. This 
Kansas Sports Center. The University of Michigan announced Thursday that football coach Jim Harbaugh will serve the remainder of his three-game suspension from the Big Ten. In return, the conference will end its investigation into a scheme to steal opponents' play-calling signals. Harbaugh was suspended last Friday by the Big Ten, three weeks after an investigation by the NCAA into the allegations emerged. The two sides were expected in court today in Ann Arbor over a temporary restraining order, but instead Michigan and Harbaugh dropped the complaint. Harbaugh will miss games against Maryland tomorrow and at home against Ohio State on November 25th. Moving to baseball, Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves was a unanimous winner for his first National League MVP award on Thursday. Shohei Otani was the American League winner. I'm Todd Pierce with the Buzz Radio Network. It's the sale you've been waiting for all year long. Black Friday at Big O Tires. Up to $140 instant savings on select sets of Michelin tires. Buy three, get one free on Cooper and Sumitomo tires. Instant savings and rebates on almost every tire we stock. Get ready for cold weather with huge savings on service too. Plus, 0% interest when you use your Big O credit card, which will leave a little something in Santa's pocket this Christmas. It's Lazy Boy's Black Friday Sale. Enjoy after Christmas relaxation with huge before Christmas savings. Doorbuster Special saving you as much as 50% off on select final markdowns. At these prices, everyone will have a comfy spot to enjoy all those leftovers. Plus, no interest financing for 60 months. Buy now, relax later with Lazy Boy's biggest sale of the year. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Shackleford Galleries of Little Rock. Long live the lazy. The heavily traveled Thanksgiving holiday can be a dangerous time of year. That's why Arkansas law enforcement will be out in force over the next few weeks, saving lives by getting people to buckle up. If you fail to buckle up, you run the risk of getting a ticket, or worse, getting killed or injured. So this Thanksgiving, make sure the only belt you unbuckle is the one at the dinner table. Click it for tickets. A reminder from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Thanksgiving is almost here, which means it's time to start thinking about your holiday plans. This year, save time along with the worry and hassle and let the team at Edwards Food Giant do it for you. Their turkey dinner includes the turkey as well as their signature cornbread dressing, giblet gravy, cranberry sauce, and dinner rolls. All fully cooked, homemade, and ready for you to heat and serve to your family. If that's not enough, their deluxe turkey dinner also includes sweet potato casserole, green beans, and apple pie. Now that's what I call a Thanksgiving spread. Click on edwardsfoodgiant.com to view their full menu and find out how to order your dinner. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson off the zone read. Play action. Pumps once. Looking deep. Tesla at the goal line. Complete touchdown, Arkansas. Man, is this guy a find or what? On 1037 The Buzz. Bust my line of 
couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie and fire. All the calls it takes one hand to count the things I can count on. No, there ain't much man that ain't ever let me down. It is Out of Bounds here on an Easy Friday show as we are live from Twin Peaks here in Little Rock. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon as we are already having a great time and getting this weekend started a little bit early. There's going to be plenty of things going on, especially with football side of things. And going to talk a little high school football, Kyle Sutherland, here in just a few minutes. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, get Navy Navy Mike in here real quick. What's up, Navy? Hey, uh, what's up, John, and what's up, Joe? Um, you know, this whole Michigan thing um, has taken, like, a really big left turn. I was listening to a, to a talk show, uh, Sports Talk Radio, the other, uh, earlier, and Dan Graziano said that uh, there's there's things set in motion to where Jim Harbaugh might – this might be his last year at Michigan. Um, oh, yeah, it's like it. the greener pastures in the NFL. Yeah, that's what it's looking like right now. Where um, he, you know he's flirted with going to the NFL past couple of seasons, signed an extension, but now with all this happening, looks like he could be moving on. Right, because he—I mean—he just accepted this, uh, you know, the, the suspension, and he'll potentially coach in the Big Ten and the championship game, and then the, and then the playoff. And look, if he's coming back to the NFL, you know, he's going to leave Michigan with a bunch of uh, uh, sanctions and. You know, uh, and stuff like that to deal with the next two or three years. I mean, you look, you look at what a guy like uh, Pete Carroll did when he left USC. He left them in a mess. So, but hey, I could care less about Michigan. Whatever it takes, get him to Carolina. Then make him the highest paid coach in the league. Fire Frank Reich right now. So you, so you, you, that, was, that was you show him he, you're serious. Like, you're our guy. We'll give you what you want. You, you know what's interesting about that is they actually did talk to him last year. Right. But. You know, it, the situation. I mean, they, they've got a, a quarterback, franchise quarterback type guy now. Uh, maybe that's what he was waiting for. Um, I don't know if he can make Bryce Young an, an, an all pro, but he can make him at least a serviceable quarterback until they get something, someone else in there. I believe in that. Oh, he's you great know? at working with quarterbacks for sure. Oh yeah. So, but anyways, that's all I got, guys, and y'all take care, man. All right, appreciate it, Navy. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, because I think most people are using it as a, you know, Jim Harbaugh is going to be gone to the NFL no matter what after this year. Brought up Chicago. I know that's kind of been the main thing of maybe going to the Bears. Uh, but if there's a few openings, he'll definitely be one of the top ones on everybody's list if he's available and he's interested in getting back into the NFL. Raiders' job is available, so that's the only one that is available as of now, but we know that that's going to change when it gets towards the end of the season. Seems like uh, it's always somewhere around that between that five to seven range is, you know, head coaching jobs that are available. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a good coach, and he's proven it that he can win uh, either way in college or in the NFL, as we saw. And So, uh, yeah, proven coach, especially uh, one that's – uh, possibly, you know, at least shown in the college ranks that he's accomplished it. And I think especially if he can win a national championship at Michigan, and uh, that would be the most ideal way he could sail off to the sunset and probably the way he'd like to go, too. So. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, though? Man. That that would be the way to move on, ultimately. But, and, and then you're pleasing everybody. You're pleasing the fan base, and, you know, you did what you, you went there to do at Michigan, and then you can move on and uh, get back to the NFL. Because I guess I was thinking back to if – if, say if Michigan did win the national championship, it would be the, I guess maybe compared to the Auburn situation with Cam Newton, as far as the surrounding stories and like controversy and everything, be one of the few times where there's been uh, a national championship won during a season that was surrounded with so much controversy and uncertainty and constantly uh, having questions asked and everything. I mean, it doesn't happen too often because usually teams break and fold over that, but Cam Newton's really the only one in Auburn, the last one I remember, that had constant controversy surrounding it in the middle of the year and an investigation going on in the middle of the year, and they still ended up winning the national championship anyway. If it happened, it'd be big-time credit to the players on that team and the coaches who would have to step in and fill different roles. Sharon Moore being uh, the interim coach for these last three games, he actually was an interim coach for the third game of the season, so that's four games in all 
that he's going to have to coach this season. And uh, Jim Harbaugh altogether is going to miss six of 12 games during the regular season. Six of 12 games and could end up still winning a national championship. That's kind of like the best of all worlds, isn't it? You didn't have to work half of the season and you still get uh, still get a national championship out of it, which obviously I know he's in practices and everything, but still could be uh, could be a great thing for him. And uh, I guess we'll see how these next few weeks play out because we're about to the end of the college football regular season. Got this weekend and then next weekend's rivalry weekend for a lot of these teams trying to get into the college football playoff. Uh, we know that uh, Georgia's got it in front of them right now and Michigan-Ohio State, feel like the winner of that will for sure be able to represent in the Big Ten title game, but uh, could have both of those teams still in, kind of depending on how it plays out. Even if one team loses and the other team wins and goes on and wins the Big Ten, one of those teams with one loss could be able to get in. So that's not a possibility. Not a likely scenario this year because of so many teams that are in that mix, but we know with a couple of weeks left there could be some things that shake out, but... There are a lot of one-loss teams and even some undefeated teams where we're looking at one-loss teams that could be left out. And if you're a one-loss team that doesn't play in a championship game, that's not a likely scenario this year as it has been in years past. Yeah, the only way I could see that happening, though, is, say, if uh, Washington ended up losing uh, at some point, with whether it's Oregon and whatnot, did not win a title game, then... Because uh, you feel like Georgia and then whoever the Michigan-Ohio State winner will be in there. Florida State still into the mix. feel like they have the best chance of going undefeated. So in that case, a one-loss team would get in. But would it be the one-loss team of Oregon who won the Pac-12 title game? Uh, would it be uh, a one-loss? I mean, you could throw another team in there like Texas. You know, if the beginning of Texas continued on. Like, could they get into the mix? So, Well, in, in a scenario where Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC yeah, championship game and Texas wins, then Texas would be deserving to get the nod over Georgia simply because their win against Alabama would look really good for them. That's right. That's right. Yeah, this is, it could still get pretty crazy and pretty wild in the college football landscape, but it's still really crazy and wild in the high school landscape. So let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and welcome in Kyle Sutherland, friend of the show, a guy who knows all about some high school football, especially some high school football playoffs. And Kyle, man, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Absolutely, guys. Happy to be on. Doing great. It's not the greatest weather, especially for this kind of time of year, but just being thankful that we got a few more Friday nights left. It's about to end soon. I know. It's amazing how fast it's moved, and I know you're going to be a busy guy and have been all season long, but uh, as far as tonight, uh, just uh, kind of look at all the games, but especially the ones you think are going to be the most intriguing and the ones you're looking forward to the most on a Friday night. Well, I'll just start it off in 7A at the top. Basically, you look at Conway and Bryant. You know, Conway brings – they host uh, Bentonville West, and then Rogers is coming into Bryant. I just feel like both Bryant and Conway, that's that's pretty overwhelming matchups right there to me. Also, you've got Cabot going to Bentonville. I like that matchup for Bentonville. We'll see. You never know with Scott Reed in the playoffs. There's been some great close matchups with those two. But, man, in this classification, John, I'm, I'm pointing right at the game with your purple dogs and the one that they have with Fort Smith Southside. You look at Southside, really improved this year and just run the football extremely well. Coach Dameron done a really good job there. They averaged 322 yards on the ground, have two 1,000-yard rushers. So I like Fayetteville in that one. I'm not predicting an upset or anything, but, you know, the undefeated purple dogs, man, they might have a little bit of a push coming off the bye week tonight. As the playoffs get started, Kyle, who is the biggest threat to Conway and Bryant in 7A? Joe, to be honest with you right now, I would say probably themselves. Really, to me, it's it's Bryant until somebody shows me anything different. I've said that all season. I've been challenged by Conway fans. I've stayed firm the whole entire time. But you also have to look at Fayetteville. And they their offense has been exceptional this year. I'm not a big guy on on what you did last year or previously, but whenever they were so good last year and they fell right on their face. Now, granted, they played a really good Conway team, but fell completely on their face in the playoffs last year. Got blanked 37 to nothing. So I'm still, even though Fayetteville is certainly up there in the conversation, I'm still not ready to say that they can play with certainly a Bryant, even though that they are the only team in Bryant's five-year run that even competed with them really in the, in the finals. But I would say probably right now, it's it's Brian is still the favorite until somebody proves different. Or uh, also too, I mean, you never know. Like I said, Fayetteville's offense can be what they've been all season and the postseason, and who knows what could happen. Or if Conway and Brian meet up again, you know, Buck James, he's he's not going to lose to somebody twice uh, very often, especially probably his own team, his, his former team. 
So, Kyle, just also looking at uh, all the playoffs in general so far, I know it's still early and still got a few games to go, but has there what's been maybe the biggest surprise to you, not only just in the playoffs, but just in the season getting into the playoffs as far as a particular team that maybe a lot of people counted out, maybe a lot of people didn't think was going to be that good this year, but they've really shocked a lot of people uh, at this point in time? Man, you know, I will say, I'll say like probably six, uh, well, I was a little bit shocked that the West swept the East last week. I wasn't, I mean, I do think that that was deeper. Uh, that's a deeper conference. So I wasn't extremely shocked from that regard. But one that I'm looking at, and I actually said before the season that they were going to be a dark horse. I'm looking at Southside Batesville because now I know they prefer Southside, but there's, there's three Southsides around the state. So I got to clarify that. But they've got, uh, of course, they did win on a on a 40-yard field goal, last-second field goal last week, but they've got Camden Fairview, you know, a really dangerous four-seed out of the 5A South that is coming in, you know, beat the beat number one seed Farmington last week. But Southside, man, the way that they run the football, they've got a very unique offense. They call it the gun tee, which is basically a mixture of the shotgun and the wing tee formations. They do a lot of really fun stuff out of that. So now the winner of this game likely plays Parkview. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, you know, how far do you really want to go before you play them? But obviously, you know, you're out here to play the game, compete for a state championship, and I think the the, the uh, Southerners of uh, Southside have really surprised a lot of people this year and might have a chance to continue doing that tonight. Kyle, where are you guys going to be tonight? Are you broadcasting a game for, uh, throughout so, these playoffs, or is it getting back to it for state championship? We'll get back to it for the state finals. So uh, we stopped after the regular season. I personally, I'll be covering for SB Live tonight, of course, you know, my main uh, job that I work for, and I'll be at CAC for CAC Nashville. I'm not sure how many people uh, maybe read my column this week on on SB Live, but I've got a long history with those guys. You know, out of the from '04 to 2000, this you know this is certainly not about me. It's about the kids on the field, but this is definitely one that means a lot to me, just because of the four years that those three or those two teams played for a state championship. Uh, I was a part of three of those teams, so. Just really a little bit of a nostalgic night for me, but I, I made sure to, to point out that once I cross into the stadium and I'm working, that I'm going to be as neutral as can be. But for right now, I'm all purple and gold. Grayson Wilson, who is a quarterback for CAC, really good-looking athlete. What have you seen from him throughout the season, and uh, what are some of the things he does best? Well, I will say first off that Ryan Howard has just really rev what he's done with that offense and just his philosophies have really revolutionized just one of the better turnarounds in the state this year. But I think he'd be the first to tell you when you've got a quarterback that can do what Grayson can do, then it's gonna be not necessarily easier to make a turnaround, but it but it does it does make it easier in that regard. But when you have someone like him and also throwing to the guys that he's throwing to, guys, what's crazy is that offense is putting up nearly 50 points per game. They're the conference champions of 4A4. Literally every one of their starting wide receivers is a sophomore. So just the, the way that he's been able to be a leader and to form just the, the uh, relationships that he has with those guys and the connection, there's so many different times. You know, CAC doesn't do a whole lot of complicated stuff. But just the, the routes that they run, he just tends to put it right exactly where it needs to be. So that tells you a lot. Just a junior, and again, just the kind of zip that he has on the ball, but, but able to form those kind of connections like he has with such young players has probably been one of the more impressive things for me this year with Grayson. Talking a little high school Arkansas football here with Kyle Sutherland. And, Kyle, obviously, you know, it's not showing about favoritism or anything like that, but I, I'm just curious. There's a lot of – I think dream matchups or insane matchups uh, that would be possibility in state championships. I think everybody looks at the seven A and says, "Hey, man, rematch of Bryant and Conway would definitely uh, have a lot of flair to it if it's in state title game." But uh, are, are there any other ones too that, as far as getting there, that would have a little extra juice, a little extra incentive, maybe a little extra interest, just because of uh, the two particular teams that could possibly match up in the state championship games among the, all the conferences? Oh, well, you've got that in 4A tonight. You've got Malvern uh, going to Hardy Academy, which is a rematch of last year's 4A final. took seemed like eight hours to finish because of all the weather delays. So you've got that one tonight. But you already mentioned Conway and Bryant possibly again. But I'm looking at 6A of a possible matchup. Of course, tonight's matchups, you got Greenbrier at Benton, Van Buren, Little Rock Christian, Mountain Home at Greenwood, and then PA at Mary. I think right now, with the way that Kane, you know, you got two sophomore quarterbacks, Kane Archer at Greenwood. Everybody knows who he is. Some consider him the number one player, or number one quarterback at least in the 2026 class. 
Then you got Drew Davis, who everybody knew was going to be a good player this year, but Klein Hooten started off the year. Drew, phenomenal player in his own right. Got a Marshall offer, so a D1 offer already. I think really just the way that those two quarterbacks, especially being so young, the way that they've led their offenses, that would be a dream scenario for a lot of people. And if they did play, it would be in the state finals. So I would probably say that. Or even next round, you got the possibility of Walker White and, and Drew Davis from Benton swearing off or possibly in the finals with Rock Christian uh, with Walker White and Kane Archer, which we saw in week 10. So I would probably say, especially since quarterback is an extremely popular position amongst football fans, that's probably a dream scenario right now is Benton with Drew Davis against uh, Greenwood and Kane Archer. What do you expect to see with that PA Marion matchup? I'm glad you asked, Joe, because I've got a little bit of a hot take for this one. So here's the deal with PA. They're not the PA of old. Uh, that's, there's no question about that. They lost their top quarterback. They lost their top receiver, their top running back. But the thing about it is I don't buy a whole lot into the Little Rock Christian game or the Greenwood game because in, in those contests, their backs were not up against the wall. Obviously, now you're in a winner-go-home situation where your backs are up against the wall. But they've been in these positions before. They're used to being at home at, at Joby Hatcher Field and during this, this uh, playoff season. But when you look at a team like Marion, I've really liked them all year. But I just felt like, and I still feel like this, that they're probably one of those top contenders more so on paper than in real life. The reason I say that, I love Ashton Gray, their quarterback. I love their offensive line when they're at their best. But I look at that Catholic loss last week, guys, and I'm just like, can they get it done after the bye week? Who knows? They might come out and they might be clicking on all cylinders. They beat PA, you know, do what they're expected to do as the higher seed. They move on to the semifinals. But I just, PA's been there so many times when the lights are brightest and they, they've just continued to shine. Marion, I just haven't seen that yet. So it, I really think that PA goes in tonight. I think they win by 10 or 15, 10, at least 10 to 14 points against Marion. Kyle, I kind of got a random question for you, but I'm just curious because I know you do this for a living and you follow it very closely, but I know everyone loves high school playoffs, especially here in the state of Arkansas and everything, but is there any sort of uh, things you'd like to see in the future, adjustments, uh, things done differently, maybe things uh, timed out differently, just uh, the future of high school playoffs in the state of Arkansas, is there something that you'd like to see done differently moving forward? Right. Now, there's there's certainly things, and I'm not trying to give you a cop-out answer. I mean, there's obviously always things that we could – that we could change and everything. But for the most part, John, I kind of – I know there's a lot of people that don't like the whole week zero thing. Now, of course, that there's reasons for that, and and, uh, that does get confusing. But overall, man, I don't don't have a whole lot of complaints. I I think that probably there are some some things uh, logistics-wise, you know, from from other standpoints that I could point out that don't necessarily have to do with play on the field. But as far as everything, you know, the playoff, uh, the playoff pictures and all that stuff, man, as long as I'm able to decently do my job effectively, then I can't complain too much. And right now I'm able to do that, so I don't have too many complaints. Well, Kyle, it's going to be an awesome night and an awesome few weekends in the state playoffs here in the state of Arkansas. Appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit more about us. Enjoy the weekend. And if we don't catch up with you, I guess uh, we'll be seeing you next week, but uh, enjoy the weekend yeah. nonetheless. All right, my man? That's right. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll be there Monday, so I'll see you there pretty soon. So, talk All to you guys right, later. Man. Appreciate it. Take care, Kyle. Yeah, appreciate it. Again, that was Kyle Sutherland joining us here on the phone lines. And I uh, do have some breaking news here before we uh, take a break. Joe Burrow is out for the remainder of the season. It is official. And that's being reported by Adam Schefter as well as the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They say that he is having a right wrist injury that was suffered Thursday night on, in Baltimore per team sorts. And it says a torn ligament and likely to require surgery. So there's the news on Joe Burrow. RG3 is somebody that he was campaigning for the Browns to bring him in. And the Browns are bringing in Joe Flacco, actually. So maybe RG3 turns his attention to the Bengals, saying that he can help them. Because he's reaching out to teams that they have good defenses and have some weapons around them, have some good things in place. So... It would seem that the Bengals may be looking to bring in a veteran quarterback and not maybe to start, but just to have that veteran presence and bring in another quarterback. They need another body. If it's not one team in Ohio, you can go to the other team in Ohio. But, yeah, pretty significant news there. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, 
We'll get to what's trending in the world of sports as we continue to broadcast live from Twin Peaks here in Little Rock. Come on out and see us. We'll be here until 4 o'clock this afternoon on an easy Friday show here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Watney Chevrolet has consistently been at the top when it comes to new Chevrolet sales in their zone, surpassing dealers from Northeast Arkansas to Mississippi. And that success in new car sales has resulted in an overstock of trade-in used vehicles. Since these cars have to go before the end of the year, Watney Chevrolet is hosting a used car liquidation sale that beats anything in the market. And to make it happen, they've partnered with Capital One to get everyone approved for the biggest discounts of the year. Every major manufacturer is represented. And they're all good enough for mom. Used tracks as low as $299 per month. Sparks as low as $279 per month. How about a car payment under $200? Get in a Rogue as low as $174 a month. It's Guatney Chevrolet's used car liquidation sale. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Stock numbers 24831A. P9-526-25105. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Paul Griffin in Monticello, Sam Eklund in Star City, or Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. I'm Rex Nelson. As a native Arkansan, I take pride in our state's natural beauty. And as someone who has been in all 75 counties, I've seen how prevalent litter is across our state. It's time for people to clean up our state for those who live here and to enhance Arkansas's image for those wanting to visit. Let's clean up Arkansas. Visit KeepArkansasBeautiful.com to do your part and get involved. This message brought to you by this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and the Keep Arkansas Beautiful Commission. Mow, dig, haul, lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and a smooth hydrostatic transmission makes for easy operation. The Kubota BX Series, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Tune in to 1037 The Buzz as Justin Acri and Wes Moore broadcast live from each meeting in the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Justin and Wes will broadcast live from the Doubletree downtown, bringing you interviews with each speaker and their comments to the club live. Tuesday, the Little Rock Touchdown Club welcomes college football coaching legend David Cutcliffe. That's the zone live at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. It's bullcrap! Well, I ain't standing for this! Oh, my the hell! Yeah, they're down! They're down! So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson. Off play action, going to throw a little screen pass, left side, has completed the five, into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas! Lucas from 11 yards out, and Arkansas's a PAT away from time. On 1037 The Buzz.
If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market, been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Right now, Guadney has an influx of new car sales. So what that's done is it's resulted in overstock and pre-owned vehicles that are on the lot. So they're having a pre-owned liquidation sale that beats anything in the market. And Guadney is also partnered with Capital One to make sure everything get, everybody gets approved for the biggest discounts of the year. So if you're looking for a pre-owned, you can get really great deals where you can get a pre-owned Trax or Sparks for $299 a month. Also a pre-owned Rogue for $174 a month. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online. GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates. And you can also see the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. You get a deal started on GuadneyChevrolet.com before making a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. And also, if you need a service, get that service scheduled today. Convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week. It's Guatney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guatney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is Out of Bounds on Easy Friday show as we are live from Twin Peaks here in Little Rock. We're going to have Steve Sullivan of KATV join us here in about 15 minutes. Looking forward to catching up with him, especially with all the stuff going on in Arkansas land. Not only are we uh, discussing the things like uh, Razorback football and Sam Pittman's status and everything like that, but we also have uh, Razorback basketball tonight, too, which should be a lot of fun. And, you know, there's some news from uh, pretty much everywhere in the sports world. So let's go ahead and jump into what's trending in the world of sports. What's Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas' own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? In case you're just joining us, the big news from last night's game and also for today is that the Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow will be missing the rest of the season as he has a right wrist injury that will likely require surgery. And for those of you who watched the NFL game last night, saw that he couldn't even throw the ball, couldn't even grip the ball, and uh, he's going to be missing the rest of the season. And if I'm not mistaken, this is his second time to be missing or to have a season-ending injury because one is his rookie year that he also had one too. Yeah, yeah, he had a left knee injury, uh, torn ACL that first season. Yeah, so just a just a terrible thing. But uh, on top of that, too, the NFL is looking into the Bengals and investigating them on the reporting of Joe Burrow because he was pictured before the game started in a cast of some sort on his wrist. Well, he was not uh, on any injury report, and so the NFL is going to be looking into that to see if there was any foul play on that, which uh, if there is, there will be some uh, fines going their way, but uh, they're still going to be investigating what's going on there. But uh, I mentioned also for that uh, the Browns, who are in need of a quarterback too, because we know Deshaun Watson's had injury, uh, they're going to be working out Joe Flacco, who is still elite. Glad to see he's still around. wonder where he was like when he was just hanging out. Is he... Uh, is he because he was it was a Delaware State that he went to, is yeah, that, that school. Yes, did he hang out in Delaware? You think he's like probably somewhere a little bit more tropic in, uh, in his <laughs> retirement? I don't know. He's from Philly, so he's okay. from he's from uh, close to the area. Okay, I mean, I would be with him. I'd be hanging out in the beach and doing all that. But who knows? Maybe he likes it, uh, whether it's in Philly or Delaware State. But either way, they're going to be working him out over there with the Browns to see if they can uh, they can uh, work through and try to get him back on board and uh, helping them out with some of the depth issues that they have right now. Uh, also, in some other news, we talked about the Michigan situation. They fired their co- the linebacker coach, Chris Partridge, due to, uh, in the investigation that the NCAA revealed to Michigan, is that he was trying to destroy computer evidence, and you can't do that. And when Michigan was made aware of this, they immediately fired him, effective immediately. So uh, they're going to be moving on uh, without him, as well as, of course, Jim Harbaugh still and the three-game suspension. Uh, under the Big Ten uh, punishment. So, still an ongoing thing, but we'll see how all that plays out. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, again, Texas A&M has a job opening, and uh, Dan Campbell's not interested from the Lions. However... He shouldn't be. You know, I wouldn't be. But he uh, will say, though, I saw a report yesterday that Coach Jeff Trailer was reportedly meeting with Texas A&M about the possibility of taking that over. He, of course, said UTSA, 
And for those who remember, he was at Arkansas under Chad Morris for that short period of time. High school football coaching legend there in the state of Texas. So uh, not saying that that's the number one target or the route they're going, but uh, reports say that he at least did meet with them about the possibility of him being the next coach at Texas A&M. They're going to look into all options, and it's a good start for them. Now, the fan, fan bases and even outside the fan base, people get excited about big names. Oh, yeah. Jeff Trailer is not the big name that people would get excited about, but he is a good coach who could go there and do a good job. Now, maybe this is the time where they take a step back and say, you know, we're, we're just going to get the right coach. It doesn't matter about the name mm-hmm. and uh, the cachet that comes with it. It's just going to be about getting the right fit. And so you do want to talk to some of these guys that have had success at each and every level they've been on and not just go for the biggest name out there and start your list there and and go down from whoever the biggest name is you're going to have to pay the most money to. you got to get somebody in there that can win. Well, I'd like to look at the ratio, and I'm sure that there's someone that could put it up there and probably do the research. But if you talk about Power 5, Major College 5 football, how many coaches have worked out that were big names compared to uh, big name coaches that didn't work out? You know, because you know, think about when Nick Saban was hired at Alabama. That was a big name. It's worked out. When Urban Meyer was hired at Ohio State, that worked out. Uh, it happened that way. But you know, like Jimbo Fisher at A&M, didn't work out. You could say Les Miles at Kansas, didn't work out. Brett Bielema at Arkansas, didn't work out. So. Uh, it, again, like you said, Joe, it doesn't matter about who's got the big name. It matters about the right coach because there are a lot of programs out there that have had a lot of success with a, quote, no-name coach, and it works out. So just get the right guy for the job. You don't always need a big name. And maybe a and M saying, you know what, we want the big name with Jimbo. Let's, let's go a different direction. Let's try to get somebody that knows Texas, knows the area, knows recruiting, and maybe that's what they go with with UTSA's Jeff Trailer. I always liked the guy. He was always really good. So uh, we'll one, see. one of the big names that's out there, though, mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley, who's oh, still yeah. employed at USC, and we know what he brings as far as an offensive standpoint. But his name is already Dude. out there. Could you imagine the the, the I, I mean, going from Oklahoma, leaving Oklahoma the way he did, which made all those Oklahoma fans so irate to go to USC, and everyone's like, okay, it's USC, it makes sense, you know, and everything. And they're joining the Big Ten, so it's like, okay, well, how about that? You get in a conference, and it's got all this money and stuff. And then what would it be? Three years after. I guess, or two years after, he's bolting for Texas A&M, and I'm just like, what? You're telling me that you can maybe you would win more at Texas A&M than you could at USC? I don't buy that, but maybe maybe they got enough money for him. Maybe that's what he's won. I don't know. I don't, I would that's just what it'll ultimately come down to. If they're going to make a move like that and get a guy like Lincoln Riley to move, it's about money. No, I'd be shocked if that happened. And, man, it'd be so much fun, though. It'd be so much fun to talk about. But still, we got other headlines we'll get into. So we're live from Twin Peaks here in Little Rock. We're going to have Steve Sullivan joining us on the other side of the break as we take the top of our update. So stay with us on an easy Friday show here on Out of Bounds. Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the Zone, presented by the Little Rock Athletic Club. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contract. LRAC.com. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Did you know that in addition to being your home for heavy-duty diesel repair, we are also medium-duty specialists? Ford, Chevy, Dodge, service